All right, ladies and gentlemen, in what is the probably the most unprecedented moment in time when it comes to sports, Hot Ham Sports is coming at you with episode number six. Episode six, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. That's right. And we are taking full precautions here at the Hot Ham Sports, meaning that Vin is not down here in studio. He is remotely phoning in with <laughs> Skype because it is just too dangerous right now, Vin. We, we've self-quarantined. The hosts of three beer, uh, three beers in. Well, one from three beers in, <laughs> yes, right. and the other from Hot Sports. But uh, you know, this is this is pretty unbelievable. What's happened in our world, Dom? This is probably. Uh, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, this is. Uh, did you ever fathom that all sports would be canceled? Absolutely not. And you, you know, the funny thing is that you know, one day it was it was just kind of. I don't want to say a joke. But people were taking it kind of lightly. And then the next day you turn around and it was like a truck hit our sports world. It's like the NBA started the domino effect. And then the NHL and everything just snowballed from there. And now I'm watching reruns of whatever sports I can because I got nothing. Poor guy watching reruns. But you know what? I, I can see why the sports world reacted this way and had like that cascading effect of uh, cancellations, and it's because uh, you didn't want to be the one caught holding the bag of the last league not to cancel, and, um, you know, because it's just not a good look. And obviously, uh, you got Rudy Gobert uh, from what yeah. is it, the Utah oh, Jazz. God. That guy, I mean, a lot of people are, are giving him a lot of shit, but let me tell you something right now. You and I both know uh, that you were joking around with coughing and pretending to have the goddamn coronavirus. Everyone was doing this, and all they're doing (laughs) is just throwing shade at this poor bastard, you know, because everyone, you know, on their ivory tower. And you know what's funny? One of of my coworkers, so obviously the big topic anywhere you go now is the coronavirus. So we're talking about Rudy Gobert, and, and and he brought up a point, and I didn't have an answer for it, and maybe you do. So... Uh, after Rudy Gobert, we heard that uh, Donovan Mitchell, his teammate, had it. How do we know Donovan Mitchell didn't have it first and infect <laughs> Rudy Gobert? And everybody's giving <laughs> Gobert the shit on it. You know, you have, a, you have a very good point because this is the reason that this is so unprecedented. Uh, one of the reasons that this is so uh, crazy right now is because, and I do have a little insider information on this. I don't want to relieve. I don't want to relieve. I don't want to reveal my sources or anything like that because uh, I can get a little trouble. But we as a country and we as maybe even a world haven't seen a virus this contagious uh, maybe ever. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't know that. And I, and there's good reason for it because if everyone did know, now I'm kind of like putting the cat out of the bag here. <laughs> if everyone did know, there would be panic, okay? And that's that's the well, what we're trying to avoid. Well, you know, it, it does suck as a sports podcast and big sports fans that we are that everything canceled. But like you said, you know, we do have to understand where these leagues are coming from, uh, because if it takes two, three weeks to make sure that everything is kind of settled down and uh, a little less stressful when you do go to these sporting events, then two, three weeks is a very small price to pay when we're dealing with pretty much the unknown of, of any type of sickness like this. What's going to happen is six months from now, this is going to be gone and we're we're, we're going to get to a point maybe nine months down the road where we'll look at each other and be like, hey, do you remember the uh, the coronavirus? Do you remember when that like was a the problem? the swine flu epidemic yeah. and all hey, that you, stuff. Hey, you remember that, right? Wasn't that crazy? You know, that's that's where so, we're going to be. I have a list here. I'll just run down it real quick. So I got the NBA, MLB, NHL, XFL. March Madness completely canceled. 
Golf canceled the Masters. The MLS suspended. Champions League suspended. As far as the, the basketball tournaments, we had the SEC, the AAC, the ACC, the Big Ten, Pac-12, Big East. Uh, I know you're a uh, Premier League fan. That's that's suspended. The NFL even canceled uh, the, the league meetings. So I think it's pretty safe to say that these leagues are taking every precaution possible when it comes to this virus. Yeah, and, and rightfully so, because it's not so much how deadly this virus is. It's just how easily you could get it. And what would happen is if you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people with this disease at the same time, things are going to grind to a halt no matter what. So they're getting ahead of the curve. And, they're, and, and they're, how about Vince McMahon? <laughs> he was like, he said WrestleMania Vince McMahon on. was like, oh, fuck the coronavirus. WrestleMania will go on. Well, you know, you got to listen. I give him a hell of a lot of credit. <laughs> I think that's pretty neat. But I mean, can we just now have a moment of silence for the XFL? Oh, God, I was thinking that, too. Moment of silence starting now. Good night, sweet prince. Good night. (laughs) I mean, it's funny you say that because I was thinking, you know, the XFL started like it came like a bat out of hell. Like we were hyped for it. Everybody was looking forward to it. I haven't seen it. And then it kind of lost a little steam. I I haven't seen another game. (laughs) I only saw the like one game and I was like, oh, yeah, this is dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the quality of play is just not what we want to see. No. But, but I, uh, you yeah, know, go on, go I, on. I, I, uh, I had mentioned uh, on one of the previous episodes that that I look at the sports world for us as big sports fans uh, as kind of our escape from reality. You know, we we all go to work every day and we deal with the pressures of life, whether it be bills or family. And and now it's like both worlds have really just rocked each other. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And, you know, us living in New York, uh, I, the only thing I could think of that, that was – and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, life loss or anything like that. But when 9-11 happened, and, you know, we were able – baseball brought us back kind of uh, – and it made us – for me, it made me smile again for the first time after what was a, a you know, tragedy. And I think if you put that into perspective, it's, it's you kind of get to escape from the, the harsh realities of what could happen in life. And now – I don't know where the hell we turn now. I guess a lot of Netflix and chill or some YouTube streaming. Yeah, everyone's running out to get toilet paper. I'm trying to find out where I can find all the margarita mix because of what's going to happen eventually is people are going to realize that they they don't have the proper booze and popcorn to get them through maybe a two-week mandatory quarantine, and then uh, they might come knocking on my door, and then I got to go full purge on them. I mean, a lot of people are Are speculating. (laughs) A lot of people are speculating this is going to be the post-apocalyptic thing that they've been worried uh, wanting. But I will say, speaking to what you had just said, Vin, uh, how when 9-11 happened, sports was kind of our way back, kind of how we were able to smile and able to say everything's okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, Corona. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I know. I think I'm not near you. I know. You would have it. You would have it if you were near me. Not saying I'm a confirmed case <clears throat> because it could very well be <laughs> allergies. A lot of people are having allergies right now. I'm freaking out. But uh, speaking to what you said before about sports, I, I think this is similar. Now, granted, like you said, there was a tragedy with 9-11 and, and, you know, an unforgettable one, obviously. But with this, with all the sports being canceled and you're seeing celebrities, well, not just celebrities, but you're seeing, I'm, we're talking about sports here, you see some of these athletes testing positive for it, you know, it gives you a sense of we're all in this together. 
um, similar to it, like a, with September 11th, um, that we need to rely on each other and common sense um, and faith in your common countrymen to to get through this. And when we look up to our sports idols and we look up to these individuals and know that they too are weathering this storm that is uh, in front of us, uh, you know, I think it's very inspirational. It's pretty crazy because the first person that I saw, and I don't know if you saw it different, that uh, other than the athletes, when, when it came out that Tom Hanks uh, and his wife had had this virus, it was like, uh, yeah, you know, that that was like the, for the first time I thought, wow, we're, we're kind of on the, a level playing ground here. Yeah, I mean, where it, nobody it, is uh, immune. No one's nobody immune. is exempt from yeah. this virus. You know, yeah, when Tom Hanks got it, they canceled the St. Patty's Day Parade. Um, that, that's when that, uh, I mean, it, it's not good. It's definitely not good, but again, so I can't stress this. like esports now. I mean, that's the only like real sport that's available, but I'm not going to talk about other people doing it. I'm going to play video games myself. <laughs> Why am I going to look? I know, uh, esports is like a billion dollar industry in its own right. Um, and I get that, but I don't think, I think it's a generational thing, Vin. I can't sit there and watch someone competitively play video games i just can't do it well we might that might be all we have for now Dom. you might see people i mean you, you know it's a pretty good idea you could go out there and if you have like mlb the show or nba 2k20 uh just simulate a season you know go through a season and you could broadcast it and i tell you a ton of people are going to watch it because there's not much so, going on i had i had a question for you that just slipped my mind that's not so a problem you could what? What's that? I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to keep this thing rolling. I mean, right now we got to maybe just go outside, play a little cornhole. The weather's getting a little nicer. Do a little early barbecuing with some cornhole and some beers. Well, if you play cornhole, wear gloves. If you play corn, yeah, if you play cornhole, wear gloves. But it's a sport where everyone's pretty far away from each other. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay, so that's a pretty what good do they sport. Say six feet. I mean, yeah, six feet's good. But cornhole, you got to be at least what twenty feet away, right, for it to be an effective cornhole. Right, no, but but the you know you're you're trading bags, so <clears throat> it's the surgical true. Gloves, <laughs> take every precaution possible. Take every precaution possible. Also, um, has that suit. Another game that I think is Corona friendly would probably be badminton. Um, but just be careful handling the shuttlecock because uh, <clears throat> you know you get your germs on that shuttlecock. Yeah, that's the name of the little the little ball winged thing i thought it was i thought it was birdie yeah because they tell kids to call it a birdie because you can't have a bunch (laughs) of fucking seventh graders screaming shuttlecock (laughs) i mean you know come on use some common sense here Vin. but i mean pass the shuttlecock (laughs) bring me a ghetto guy (laughs) so so we're in a situation where you know we're a sports podcast correct and there's no sports there's literally nothing to talk about what was the last thing that happened before before this thing went down, the Knicks won the last basketball game. Oh my of god! The NBA season. <laughs> that is so a. Does this make us NBA champions? This this uh, listen for a lot of Knicks fans. Yes, this is something <laughs> you can hang your hat on and, and be able to to say forever. I mean, remember everything that you can right now, people, because this will be a Jeopardy question that you can impress nobody with later on. I mean, like six years from now, you'd be like the Knicks won, and then they'll say, uh, "What are the New York Knicks?" 
and boom, you're going to feel like a fucking genius. So wait, now everything's canceled. What's going to happen when these leagues come back, Vin? Because wasn't the NBA ready for the playoffs, pretty much gearing up for the playoffs? I know the NHL was gearing up for the playoffs. You got a situation where these arenas and stuff have contracts and and and, and stuff throughout the year that they, they have events lined up. How do they squeeze all this in? I mean, they're going to have to operate at full capacity probably to get things going. Maybe you're going to see like a, a, a game seven on a Wednesday afternoon. Who knows? Well, the, you know, this is the real interesting thing about it that, um, you know, so I'll, I'll use us for example, and I'm sure there's other people in this situation as Rangers fans, you yeah. know, the Rangers were right on the cusp of, of grabbing a playoff spot, real they momentum. And, and now, you know, do they just, uh, when the leagues come back, does the NHL just jump right into the playoffs Yeah. or do they give you some kind of shortened season? Because you're just going to jump right into the playoffs. I could see a situation where teams like the Rangers uh, or even in the NBA, the, the wizards who are right on the brink or the trailblazers right on the brink of getting into that playoff tournament could be very uh, pissed off. And in that situation, I think it would be warranted because now if you're just going to cancel the rest of the season and basically tell a team, you know, you know, next year, let's see what happens next year. With 18 games pretty much left to go, it's it's real tough. And I think the leagues are really going to have to sit down and, and figure this out because I don't think a situation of jumping right into the playoffs works. Right. And like you said, right. scheduling could be very tough with, with uh, previous uh, uh, engagements that they have already booked in some some of these arenas so then what do you think is going to be the best way forward like what would you do if you were the commissioner of the say the nba or the nhl how how do you get through this you reopen your season and you and you're able to 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 finish this uh the well, right way honestly if i when i do reopen this the the seasons of these sports you do have to do some type of regular season uh, because, like I said, you know, you do have these teams and these franchises that are, you know, in playoff contention. And yeah. I understand the virus that's going around and the precautions that have been taken. But you can't just basically, oh, this isn't this isn't Little League. You know what I mean, Dom? There's a lot of money involved and oh, yeah. contracts. And so so these seasons do have to be finished somehow in some way. But uh, I I did want to mention real quick before we get deeper into the show, this today today's a special day because our host it's uh, it's Dom's birthday. Oh, Vin! So I, I just wanted to throw that out there and wow. happy birthday to Dom. Thank you so much, Vin. You know that's just so special. Um, I'm really happy to see another year of this life that I'm living. It's fantastic. I'm having a great time with these podcasts that I've been doing. Fantastic time with you. It's been really great. Um, I love the fact that we may have some caricatures soon that have been made by a Pakistani man. Uh, where, where I mean, it's pretty bad. I mean, I, I love you fought every step of the way. Well, then it was god awful. I'm not gonna lie. The, 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 I want people to even see the drafts that were made because it was pretty bad. But um, thank you for the birthday wishes, and I and I'm I'm really excited uh, on this journey to continue it in this world of hot ham sports. Thank you so very much. So uh, one of the things that we said we were going to maybe get into because of uh, the fact that we don't have any sports to talk about is we could maybe talk about the biggest games that, uh, that we've ever seen as fans of our teams, uh, maybe ones that we've been to or or uh, whatever our personal sports um, 
happiness uh, is. So, Vince, let's start with you, the MLB. You're a big Mets fan. What was your biggest Mets moment uh, live? Let's not do on TV because everybody watches television. Let's do live. Okay. So so the the biggest game that I've ever been to live as a Mets fan was – 2015, when they went on their World Series run, I actually went to nice. uh, Game Two of the NLCS, and it was it was Cubs versus Mets, and it was Syndergaard versus Jake Arrieta, and it was just the the atmosphere of City Field was it was absolutely electric, and it was a game where I think outside it was like 25 30 degrees. Oh man! But but it was it was really unbelievable to be in the stadium. When, when they were on that run because it came out of nowhere and it was like, you know, as it's great because as sports fans, uh, you know, you go to these events and, and you share something like that with other fans and, you know, you're hugging strangers and you're high fiving people. And then like five minutes later, it goes back to like, who are you? Yeah. But in the moment, it's so great. So that's probably the best game that I've ever been to live as a Mets fan. You know, for me as a Mets fan, I've got, I've got a couple of stories. Okay. Um, because, uh, you know, so check this out. Um, when we, when, so, all right, let me do it in, 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 I think chronological order in my head. I'm trying to get it together here. Uh, so I was very fortunate enough to go to the 2000 world series. Uh, I went to the game, the Mets won. Rick Reed was the pitcher. Uh, it was really amazing. Yeah. It was really, a really fantastic thing. One of the, and I was young, so I, I remember, the buzz of the crowd was just unbelievable. I mean, it was something that um, that you you can't really put into words. Uh, and just seeing all Yankee fans and Met fans just co-mingling together pretty well, actually, from what I remember. And I remember the guy sitting in front of me. It was two guys, two two guys from, like, Queens or something. And um, <clears throat> these two fellas, like, the one guy to, my, to the right of me was wearing... Um, he was wearing uh, catcher's shin guards, like, you know, from the knee down to the ankle. Like like real catcher's equipment? Yeah, yeah he was re- wearing real catcher's equipment. And my dad was like, "What? what's uh, what's that about? And the guy was like, <laughs> oh, uh, he's wearing those uh, because he got hurt when they clinched. He goes, yeah, when they clinched, I jumped up and smashed my shins <laughs> on, the, on the seat in front of me, and it hurt real bad, so I'm doing this to protect myself. Um, but it was a really, really fantastic experience. Uh, another thing that I witnessed as a Mets fan uh, that I'll never forget, I was, um, <clears throat> I believe the Mets were playing the Expos or the or the Cubs, I think. I remember a blue team. But um, also, every Mets game I've ever been to, Dante Bichette was playing. No, ma- <laughs> no matter what game I went to, uh, he was on the team that they were facing. It was It was really something to behold. And then I got to see his son play, too. So you remember, remember we went to a Mets game. Yeah, I remember our Mets game. I had to leave. It was so bad. Yeah, you, you uh, left like in in the second inning. A diner was better than what I was seeing, and I hated Matt Harvey anyway. But uh, so nonetheless, I also uh, one of the fonder memories um, was I the the Mets were playing. I think it was the Expos or the Cubs, or it was like a bluish team. I was young, and um, Mo Vaughn came to bat and. Um, if you, I mean, everyone that knows sports knows that Mo Vaughn was 918 pounds <laughs> at the peak of his oh, career. <laughs> I mean, the guy was a bowling ball with legs, right? So he hits what <laughs> he hits a single, quote unquote, into the right field gap, right? It hits the warning track and hits the wall. 
And Mo Vaughn is bumbling down to first base. <laughs> and this man, this this monster in right field throws the baseball and almost throws him out from the warning track at first base. And it was Vladimir Guerrero. The guy just. Oh, what a cat in that I guy. I mean, that guy, th- I've never seen anything like that in my entire life when he you threw know, that baseball. It actually, it actually just popped into my head. Uh, so I was actually at a Mets game at, at Shea Stadium. Where the Mets, uh, they turned the triple play, and that was pretty oh wow, cool that's neat. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some names at you, and and when it popped into my head, I remember they were playing the Giants, and I don't remember who the runner on first was, but I do remember that J T Snow was the batter. I don't remember who was pitching for the Mets, so J T Snow hits a ball to John Olrude at first base. Yeah, John Olrude throws to Ray Ordonez, back to John Olrude for the double play. And Olerud throws to the, at the catcher at the time was Todd Pratt. Oh, yeah, Todd Pratt. And Todd Pratt gets the third out at home on none other than Barry Bonds. Wow. That's a pretty. So that was really cool to be at. And I yeah. remember my father had, like, just gone to the bathroom of the concession stand. Oh, no. And he comes back, and everybody's going nuts. And I was like, the Mets just turned the triple play. That was, like, unbelievable. And he was like, I the one time I leave my fucking seat, they do this. But it was like the the stadium just went nuts, and it that was really cool to see because it's so rare and to be there for one that was pretty fun. Yeah, that 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 sounds like a really fun ta- uh, fantastic fun time. I remember. Um, now wait a minute, was this? Hold on. Oh yeah, I also was able to see, and this was really substantial and really really great. Uh, I got to see um, <clears throat> what's his name. David Wright's rookie game. I was there for David Wright's. Uh, that's really cool. You mentioned game. that to me before. And that, yeah. That's something that you'll never forget. That's yeah. cool. That was really fantastic. I mean, at the time, um, it, I mean, I'm not going to say no one knew who um, who um, he was, but, you know, you just knew he was the young guy and stuff like that. And it was really, and then obviously he became who he was, especially for the Mets. And it was really a fantastic, uh, a fantastic experience. But um, let's move on to uh, football. You want to go to football? Okay, uh, so I haven't. I don't think I've been to as many football games as you. No, but, probably uh, not. One one game that pops into my head that that was pretty cool was uh, so Erica, my wife, had took me for my birthday one year to uh, the Jets and Forty ers game at out at uh, MetLife, and she actually got me really good seats. Uh, it was we were like ten rows behind the Forty ers bench, and. This game was pretty much Colin Kaepernick's coming out party. It was uh-huh. the ga- like the first game he really, you know, made his name known. And I think he had two rushing touchdowns, and the 49ers ended up winning the game like 36 to nothing. Wait, whose coming out party did you say it was? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, Colin Kaepernick, okay. Yeah, it, this was the first time that I've seen him like really uh, do anything of relevance. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was amazing because at the end of the game, uh, all the Jets fans were pretty much gone, and <laughs> it was like all you yeah. saw was red behind the 49ers bench, and the players were like really playing up to us and everything, and it was yeah. it was really fun. So that's probably the best one that I've been to. I um, I'm trying to think now. The 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 good. Uh, I mean, I obviously I've been to yeah a few a few uh, NFL games, but uh, not not too many. I think a handful, but. Um, one of the most memorable uh, moments for me 
in sports with football. I remember I went with my parents, uh, not my parents, my dad and my uncle when I was like, oh God, I don't know how old I was. I was very, I was quite young. And um, I went to a Giants-Eagles game. And um, I remember when we were going to sit down, it was the warm-ups. And the quarterback at the time for the Eagles was Doug Peterson, who's oh. now the who's now the head coach of the Eagles, right? He was the starting quarterback. And uh, I remember during warm-ups, there was a guy throwing the football from end zone to end zone. And Are you every, serious? Yes, from, from the end zone, from one end zone to the other end zone. Everyone was fucking mesmerized by this. And it was the rookie. His name was Donovan McNabb. Okay. You know, and, and that was just... know a, that he went out to have a good career. Yeah, he went out to have a good career. But, it, you know, that was just something that we were... I mean, I was just... Everyone was just in awe at seeing that. And obviously, with being a um, Giants fan, for me, the biggest sports memory that I got to um, witness live, other than seeing the defending Super Bowl Giants play, uh, I got to go to the Canyon of Heroes twice and witness them hoist the Vince Lombardi trophy up. Very, very close to the floats. Um I mean, so that that again was one of the one of the more memorable moments because of the electricity that was in the air. Similar to that of the World Series, there was just this. I mean, you had close to a million people just. Yeah, that's amazing. Just there. And you hear people just to hear that many people screaming, the streets would be vibrating. It was really just an unbelievable experience. And anyone that's never been able to experience a championship parade, if your town or team is able to win and they have a parade, you have to go to it. You really have to go to it because... Isn't that like the rule? I, I think so, but, I mean, there might be people that would <laughs> skip it. I mean, you need to do whatever it is that's possible for you to get get to the parade because it well, is... Well, so, so me unreal. and uh, one, of our, one of our friends, uh, John, yeah. we have a deal that the day the <laughs> Rangers uh, win the Stanley Cup, the day that that event comes, yeah, we will sleep in the city overnight. Well, and I don't blame you. Our, our breakfast will be bagels and beer. That's the deal we have, and it's been going on, <laughs> and we have to keep it up. So if the Rangers do ever win, you will see me and our uh, friend John in the street with bagels and beer, very early, waiting for the parade to start. And no one, and no one will do anything about it. I mean, you know, no one will cost you when it comes to that. Speaking of hockey, do you have any major memories with hockey? Okay, so I'm going to give two uh, quick. I went to, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to a Rangers and Capitals playoff game. And that was, and, and I mentioned being uh, at City Field for a playoff game, but there's nothing like being at a hockey playoff game. You're right. The intensity, and when a goal is scored, the place you explodes. could literally, you could feel the place shake. It's, it's unbelievable. It's violent. It's n- practically violent. It really is, and, and and the atmosphere of it, and you know, because you get to kind of cool down in between periods, and then when the period starts up again, it's like right from the puck drop, yeah. every second is just nonstop just, screaming, oh, yeah. oh, and yelling, waving a towel if you have it. It's great. So that that was really cool. And the Rangers actually won that game, and and I'll never forget how loud it was on the uh, the final countdown of the ten seconds of the game. It was unbelievable. It's like the whole 19,000 people or whatever it is are just screaming, counting down from 10. So I was that at, was really cool. I was at a Rangers playoff game, and we it was against the Devils, and, and they won. It was it was absolutely incredible. 
I, I mean, it was funny because I brought was Rob Obama. Was goalie? Huh? Was Brodor the goalie? Yeah, we were chanting Uncle Daddy. <laughs> you know, and it's great because, I mean, the the noise factor was just so out of control. And I remember it was the first, it was like one of the first sporting events that Rob Obermeyer ever went to. And I brought him to it. I was like, you got to come, you got to check this out. We're going to go to a playoff fucking Ranger game. And of course, it's a packed house. They won. They're scoring all these goals. <clears throat> and it was just, like you said, the that electricity, that feeling in the in the air is palpable. It really is unbelievable. Um, so the other one that that I've been to that it always sticks out in my head. Uh, I went to this was years and years ago. Uh, it was Rangers and Flyers at the Garden, and I think I, I think you know where I'm getting at with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so there was a fight. And it was Colt oh yeah, Coltnor killed Todd, Todd Fedora. Yeah, he broke his head. <laughs> and when he hit him, and so so now anybody who's been to a, a any hockey game, you know that when there's a fight and these guys drop the gloves, everybody stands up and the fans start going crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this this took place and, and everybody's screaming like hit him, hit him, kill him, and then Coltnor lands this punch and Fedora just goes down and the garden went silent. <laughs> because this guy was not moving. <laughs> if you've never seen that that fight, that clip, hold on, I got a cough here. I'm going <coughs> to put it on the Facebook page because we all thought Todd Fedoric had passed away. It was really, really bad. I mean, this was one of the most vicious right hands I think it I've ever seen unbelievable. In, in anything. I've never seen someone get hit like that. Uh, it broke his orbital face bone, like his... <laughs> His skull broke in half. He died, uh, but then was revived. It was bad. It was really, really bad. It's great because, you know, when obviously we're at the games, we don't get to hear the announcers. So I get home, and I'm listening to to Sam Rosen announce the game, and he's like, he goes, you know, last time these two teams played, Todd Fedora kind of ran roughshod, and he did whatever he wanted, but Coltonor wasn't he wasn't playing. Yeah. So now that, that he's back, you know, he challenges him. So – and now they're starting to get hyped up for the fight, and then all of a sudden Fedora goes down, and Sam Rosen's like, "Oh man," <laughs> you know, and, he, he and I hope so okay. uh, that he's okay. Uh, uh, another thing that I got to see, I was very fortunate to see. Um, other than to seeing Yarmir Yager be able to play, I thought that was really fantastic. Uh, I got to see Sean Avery get a Gordy Howe hat trick, and for the hockey fans, you know, a Gordy Howe hat trick is when you get a goal and assist and a fight in a game, and it was against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he fought, I think he fought Darcy Tucker twice, because they used to go at each other all the time, him and Darcy Tucker uh, for the Maple Leafs, and and that was just a, a, a sight to be to be seen, just to see a Gordie Howe hat trick. A lot of great memories in the, in the garden with the Rangers. Sean Avery is a, is a sight. He was a psycho, man. One of my favorite things was when he was screening Brodeur. Oh, yeah, the, the Avery rule. <laughs> Fatso forgot to shake my hand. Great drama. Again, I love the drama. You know, you got to really embrace that's it. That's what brings us to sports. That's the greatness of it. I mean, this was something that you just, I mean, come on, think about it. All right, so those are, are those all of our hockey moments? I mean, let's see. I'm trying to go through the Rolodex yeah, here in my brain. I, I think because for me, you know, the, the, that playoff game and yeah, that playoff game knockout was, was just un- – I actually – I have it on my screen right now, and when he connects with that right hand, man, and Fedoric goes down, 
he's, 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 his hands kind of like point up to the sky and he's just stuck. Well, I mean, that's brain damage. That's what's happening there. There's trauma in the brain. Okay. Oh, I got to go see. Oh, I, I went to see the stadium series. I went to go see the uh, Rangers play the Islanders at the stadium series. Or was it the Je- uh, the Devils? Now I don't remember. But all I know I, is I that just, it was the coldest fucking. It was this so fucking cold. I can't even describe to you how cold it was. I don't understand. That it gave me. Now I know why the quote unquote Bills Mafia does what it does. That type of cold makes you crazy. That type of cold. <laughs> That type of cold makes you go nuts because it, it was just no human being should have to endure that. Was that the one that was at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, Yankee Stadium, the Bronx, in the Bronx. I, yeah, I, I didn't go to that. I know, I know you went, and I remember. I just all I remember is I don't remember anything about the game. Yeah, I just remember you telling me that it was the coldest you've ever been. It was the coldest I've life. ever been because it went to your bones and like there was nothing to warm you up. I remember my cousin, Tom, he went, he's like, he goes, it's really cold. He goes, I'm going to go get some hot chocolate. You want something? I'm like, yes, please. Anything to try to relieve this. He's like, can you get up? I'm like, I don't think I can move because my muscles were just <laughs> like frozen. He he went to get the hot chocolate. He came back. It was freezing cold. Like he goes, it was piping hot when I got it. And like by the time he got back from getting it, it was just it was it was freezing cold. So we got we got football down, baseball, hockey. Is there any any other sport that we're missing here? Well, I do have I do have a pretty cool basketball event that I've been to. I went to one and I almost got thrown out from being for being too drunk. That's <laughs> well, it. so I've been to actually two uh, pretty cool Knicks games. One was uh, right after. The Miami Heat won the championship with Dwayne Wade and Shaq. Okay, I went. I went the following season when the Knicks were playing them, so I got to see Dwayne Wade and Shaq. But what I remember most about that game is uh, Jamal Crawford at the time was playing for the Knicks. Okay, and he he ended up scoring fifty points in that game. Oh wow! Against uh, the Dwayne Wade and Shaq led Miami Heat, and it was like some ridiculous stretch he went on where. He hit like 18 straight shots. Like the guy would just not miss. And uh, the only other time that I remember watching a Knicks game where I said to myself, you know, this could be special was uh, I went to a Knicks and I wanted it was a Bobcats game. And in the beginning of the game, Carmelo Anthony, when I tell you, Dom, it was like the second this guy stepped onto the court, anything he put up was going in. Oh, wow. He hit, a, he hit a half court shot to end the first half. Oh, my goodness. And he ended up scoring uh, 62 in that game. Shit. So those two games I've been to, and now actually it's pretty, uh, it's it's ironic, uh, I guess, that I, I want to say Kobe Bryant had the record uh, for points in a game at Madison Square Garden. I think it was 61, and now Carmelo Anthony passed him by one point, which uh, at the time, you know, I, I just wanted a Nick to have it because I don't want anybody in 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 sports to have a record in my home team's field or arena or whatever the case is. Yeah, that has to be terrible. So uh, it's you know that that's something just, that that at least Melo you know, has for the Knicks. So I was at both of those games, which are pretty cool. When you bring up basketball, and I said I only been to one game, I'm lying. I remember when I was a kid, my dad. Uh, I don't know how we used to always go to Met games, right, all the time, because <clears throat> he was a season ticket holder. But I think he had a buddy at work that was a season ticket holder to the New Jersey Nets. And we used to go all the time to Continental Airlines Arena, 
oh, wow. to watch the Nets play basketball. And I remember f- vividly they played the Toronto Raptors once, and Vince Carter was dunking like crazy all over the basketball court. Yeah, he was just a young buck. He was just a young child then. And I remember uh, in my head, who are the ba- I remember the basketball players that I heard of the most in the arena were um, Jason Kidd, uh, Keith Van Horn, and Marcus, oh my God. Marcus Camby. Right, I think it was Marcus Camby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these these are the, the guys. The Nets were good at that time, so that must have been that. That had to be pretty cool it, to it be was, around. It was really fun, and uh, it's funny because like we go back to like, uh, I, I I don't know if this is gonna sound racist, and usually when someone <laughs> says no, it's going going to sound racist. It's gonna sound racist, <laughs> but I remember I was a kid. I was a little kid, and <clears throat> I'm watching this game, and sitting next to us was like this older Chinese guy. And he was well-dressed. It looked like he was on, like, a business trip or something. And it was funny because I was watching him the whole time because I had been to basketball games many times. And I know, like, you do the defense chant, you know, boom, boom, defense. And, like, I watched him learn everything as we were going along. And by the time we were leaving, the guy was so fucking excited that he knew all the chants and stuff like he couldn't sh- he couldn't stop smiling and he was like defense and like we were like leaving he was like oh bye bye <laughs> like he was just so like w- like we started high fiving him he's like Gah! like he was just <laughs> I've never seen someone I mean and I've been I've been a, a a fan of sports all my life and I had never seen someone so like I'm I should have had the innocence of a child. Me and and I have this like Chinese businessman to my left, like that. I was looking at him, being like, "All right, kid, you're all right." Like you know, and I'm like, "What? I'm like six? <laughs> it, was, you know, it was crazy." It's uh, it uh, the more you know, the more you think about these things, the more uh, more events pop into your head. Yeah. So um, you know, one time I was working in the city, and our friend uh, asked me. If I wanted to go to a Knicks game because they were playing the Rockets at the time and me being such a big James Harden fan, you know, it was the end of the season and the tickets were like 20 bucks a ticket. So I was like, screw it. Let's do it. I'll meet you at the garden after work and I'll text my friend to see if he's working. Yeah. So me me and uh, Mike go to this game (coughs) and, and I text my friend Nick and I ask him if he's working and he goes. Action, whatever, you know, and, and I'll be there in a few minutes. So we go down. And he goes, he goes, all right, go ahead, go down by the court. And I was like, wait, what? He goes, yeah, James Harden's right there. Go down by the court. So I'm like two feet away from James Harden. Oh, my God. And it's just unbelievable. So um, that was that was another uh, Knicks moment. And another time, I remember asking my father, this was LeBron James last year in Cleveland. It was, again, the end of the season. The Knicks, as usual, sucked. So I, I text my father during the day and I say, could you try to get tickets tonight for the Knicks and Cavs game? You know, it's the last time uh-huh. uh, LeBron's coming to the garden with the Cavs. That's right. So he texts me back and he goes, no problem. I'll see what I could do. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he texts me back about an hour later and he goes, okay, I got tickets. Meet me at the garden after work. So I'm like, oh, great. I finally get to see LeBron play. This is going to be awesome. I text him back and I go, where are the tickets? He goes, on the floor. What? And I was like, what do you mean is on it, the floor? Yeah. He was we're like two rows behind the basket. Oh, my gosh. 
And it was unbelievable because, you know, we watch these athletes on TV and, you know, to go see somebody like LeBron James, uh, who's at the top of, of his sport for yeah. so long. Oh, yeah. It's almost like watching a man play amongst boys. It's really unbelievable <clears throat> to see. So those two moments were actually really cool for me also at the Garden. You know, that you're right. When you see, I mean, these players are like, they're so darn good. I mean, they're so special and they're so fantastic. That's a good word. What's that? Special. They, 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 are, they are. They're, they're really they're, special, you know, to the games. They do stuff that is not like humanly possible. I mean, like if you look at like the grand scheme of things. It's, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the, the crazy thing about it is that we've played sports, but obviously at a very low level compared to these guys. But <laughs> I, I think, yes, I, I mean, it gives us an appreciation for how good somebody can actually be at, at these sports. You're you're looking at individuals that are able to perform at the highest level. I mean. Uh, you look at people who golf, right? I mean, golf is like thrown, you know, uh, to the wayside when it comes to professional sports, but everybody golfs. And <laughs> in order for you to be um, good, I mean, you have to be perfect. And like, you got these guys, I mean, it's, it's a miracle what they're able to pull off a miracle. Golf is unbelievable because I've tried to play it and it's, it's the most uh, frustrating thing. I think I've ever done when it comes to sports. I don't know if you've ever tried to play, but it it'll golf is the type of game that will humble you very quickly. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I I can't drive a football. I mean a football. What you call? I can't I can't drive it whatsoever. Um, you know, speaking of sports, not even golf. Uh, another thing that I got to witness, which is really really great, was um I got to see, uh the it's a soccer thing. So for for. I know a lot of people hate soccer, but the United, I got to see the United States men's national team beat Germany uh, in an international friendly, which was really, really um, a sight to, to behold. Uh, and I got to see Bobby Wood uh, score. Uh, he was he was a young guy at the time. I don't even know if he plays anymore. I haven't really followed uh, the men's team in a while. But um, it was really, really fantastic um, to, 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 see, um, to see the, you know, the men's national team. Uh, be um, able to beat Germany. Another another thing that I've been to, and I don't know if you've been to it, uh, an, an event, but I, I went to Philly last. I want to say last year, and I attended uh, a UFC event. Oh my god! I've always wanted to go. Dom, let me tell you something. And for the listeners out there, if you ever have a chance, I don't care. If you know the fighters, I don't care if you don't know the first thing about UFC. If you ever have a chance to go to a UFC event, go. Because it is unbelievable to be at. To see a knockout in person. And so the only way I could describe it is, you know, it's just uh, everybody's yelling right from the beginning, which is unbelievable. Everybody's drunk and yelling. So when somebody gets knocked out, it's like instant where all the lights in the arena come on and you just see everybody just stand up in unison and just start just start yelling even louder it's just great i've always wanted to go to um to a ufc fight i haven't yet to do it yet but now before i mean we got it we got to start um we got to get to what the, the what we want to get to here with the uh 
with the quarantine, Vin, you had sent me a Disney bracket, Disney Pixar yes. bracket. So what we have here um, is, did you put it up on the site yet? Yes, I did. Okay, so we basically have here, so we're we're both looking at it right now here. If you're looking at it at home, we have the Disney Pixar um, bracket, uh, which is something that we can all do now. If we're going to especially be on a mandatory quarantine, everybody can watch these movies. You have Disney Plus, uh, get into it. So let's just let's just break it down right now. I maybe I'll play a little music in the background. <laughs> we we have actually. So you know what? This is just for everybody who's listening right now. This is just something we wanted to do as as a fun thing. You know, try to try to bring a little light onto the situation of what's going on right now in the world of sports. Yeah. So, you know, get get on the site, have some fun with it, and and fill out your your bracket. You know, it's nothing too serious. Like I said, it's just to bring some light on uh, the world right now of sports. We're also gonna. Well, we should also post a question to have people put their uh, favorite sports memories up and stuff. I think that'd be really cool. All right. I'm down to do that. First thing we have on the brackets here, uh, we're going to do each side, right? So you do the okay. left side and the right side together. Uh, I'll do the left. You do the right. Okay. Just to make it quicker. So okay. uh, first up, we uh, have Lion King versus Lilo and Stitch. It's a no brainer here. The Lion King obviously takes over and wins that Lilo and Stitch is good, but I'm not into aliens, so Lion King wins. Uh, and now for you, uh, over uh, on the one seed versus the eight, we have Toy Story versus Brave. Uh, this is this is a landslide. Toy Story is going to wipe the floor with Brave. Yeah, there's it's not no, even there's a no question. Doubt, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's actually quite offensive that it would even be <laughs> um, even on there. Next, we have Wreck-It Ralph versus Mulan. This is a tough one because you're looking at an older movie against a newer movie. Um the storyline for Wreck-It Ralph is really good. I really like it because I'm into video games and stuff. But Mulan, I think, is a better movie overall in terms of the story. And it also had a remake. So I'm actually going to do a little bit of an upset here. And I'm going to put Mulan down. Uh, really? Yes, on that side there, for sure. Mulan takes takes it there for me. For me. For me. This isn't, okay. uh, this is, the results are not typical. Uh, on to you, Vin. Okay, so my next matchup in the 4 and 5 is Toy Story 3 against Ratatouille. Uh, underrated. It was, a, it was a good movie. Underrated Ratatouille, in my opinion. It, it was, uh, but but I, I'm I'm partial to the Toy Story movies, so I I'm going to give it to Toy Story three, uh, because Toy Story three hit home for me. It kind of brought everything full circle when Andy leaves. So I'm going to go Toy Story three. Gotcha. Uh, moving on for me here on the left side of the bracket, we have Aladdin versus Frozen. Um, That's a tough one. It's it's tough, but I'm going to give you the the defining factor here. If you're a follower of my Facebook, if you've been on my Facebook, you'll see that I didn't see Frozen until five years after it was released. So I have a unique perspective. I was not one of those people that rushed out to see it. And I will say this. Um, the genie in Aladdin, Olaf doesn't even hold his jock, okay? <laughs> Olaf is the biggest piece of shit character I've ever fucking seen in my life. All I've seen all over... Now, give me a second here. I'm cutting the music. All I've seen all over the fucking world of Disney was Olaf, this stupid fucking snowman, all over the fucking place. First of all, the cocksucker that does his voice sounds like a stupid motherfucker. I hate him, whoever that actor is. You know who he is. I don't know his name, but he's a piece of shit, whoever the actor is. 
And like that was te- it was a terrible choice because he's got a terrible voice. I thought they should have went with an actor that had one of the like go out and find the guy that has the deepest voice in the United States or in the world, and then you would have a little bit of a more uh, parody there. But Olaf compared to the fucking genie, what are you it's fucking so high? Are you it's high? So are you high? The movie wasn't that bad. The movie was okay. I get it. Ice Queen. I'm in my fucking tower. Let it snow. Do you want to build a fucking snowman? All cool and stuff, right? Tragedy that the parents died. Didn't the parents pass away? In a, in a yeah, break? they did on the boat. So, so tragic. But, I mean, look at this. We're, we're in the arena here of, it, this is a blood sport for me. You're going to sit there and try to tell me that Aladdin isn't better? The genie. The fucking genie. No, hold on, I genie. didn't say that it wasn't better. I just said it was a good matchup. No, it's a good matchup for a bunch of fucking morons, maybe, that are, might say <laughs> that Aladdin isn't as good as Frozen. Like, what are you, what are you, dumb? Are you a dummy? So anyway, Aladdin, hands down. Moving on to you. Okay, okay so now I got Monsters, Inc. versus Monsters University. This is actually, this I'm is tougher than last matchup. Well, I'm going to be honest. For me, it's really not that tough because I love the original Monsters, Inc. Oh, you're nuts. I, th- I think it was uh, it was ve- very well done, uh, basically bringing the monsters world to our world and creating how they use the uh, the screams for power and everything. Yeah, I, I, I get so that. So I'm going to give it to Monsters, Inc. in that matchup. What I will say about this matchup, um, not, not even, let's just take it out of the matchup here. Um, monsters University was one of the best sequels I've ever seen of any movie. Okay, it was I, very good. I thought it was going to be cheesy and, and bad, but you when you it was really good. It was really well done, and I thought it was fantastic. Just giving you the little bit of the of like the background of how thing uh, how everything went. Um, so are, you, are you track of your bracket? I am, but I think I fucked this up. Wait, no, Aladdin was against Frozen. Okay, so now we have yeah. on the left side here, uh, Big Hero Six versus Tarzan. Um, I get it, Tarzan, King of the Jungle. It's been done a lot of the times. Uh, but for me, Big Hero 6 was just fantastic of a film. I just love the animation there. I love Baymax. How do you not love him? Uh, you know, the big, loving uh, male nurse that he is. Um, <laughs> great story. Great visuals. Tarzan was pretty good for its time. I'm going to say that. But uh, I don't think it would survive uh, in today's woke world. So uh, Big Hero 6 for sure. Over to you, Vin. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how Wally got the two seed in this bracket. Because I'm going to go with a big upset here, and I'm going to go a Bug's Life at 7. Wow. To knock Wally. That's nuts. Yeah. I'm just not, I just wasn't a big Wally fan. And a Bug's Life, I think, is another one of those movies as a kid that <laughs> uh, that I fell in love with. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, so I, I think I think 2 was a little uh, generous for Wally in the first place. But nonetheless, I got the 7th seed, a Bug's Life, moving on. You know, I'm going to have to say, I mean, that is a big upset, like you were saying before. I mean, that that's pretty huge uh, because Wally really captured the hearts of a lot of people. So over to me here, I got Zootopia versus Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm a little surprised to see Hunchback at the eight seed here um, in, in this particular part of the bracket. But also, older movie, and they don't really hold up really well to the test of time. Uh, when I saw Zootopia, it made my wife cry. Because he made it, uh, and uh, I, I get what's going on there. He made it. He made it, and, and I thought that was a re- it was really great. Whenever you're able to put yourself in another world, like Disney is able to do so well, uh, I think that's really fantastic. And the Hunchback of Notre Dame. All right, the guy rings a bell. He's deaf. He's got a weird face. No one wants to look at your weird face. All right, continuing on, Zootopia wins that matchup. On to you, Vin. Okay. Uh, now this is 
this is probably, in my opinion, the hardest one and eight seed because I did see Coco and it was a very good movie, very yeah. well done. But Cars was a great movie. Really so fantastic. So I'm going to have another upset here. And uh, I'm going to have the eight seed moving on against. Listen, and this is not, this is a very tough matchup. I don't want people out there to think this is a knock against Coco. But Cars was just very well done. And, and all the detail of the movie, uh, bringing basically cars to life and, and giving them, basically giving cars the world. Fantastic. I'll say that. You know that. Uh, so I'm going to give cars this win, man. I think you're right there. I think cars was really fantastic. And uh, it, it stands the test of time because you see more of Mater out there than you see of the little boy playing the guitar. Um this one, this next one, I think might be the hardest one out of all of the brackets here. Uh, we got. I, I was going to say that this is this is really really tough for me. We got Little Mermaid versus Moana, two aquatic movies. Uh, <laughs> 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 one of. Excuse me. Coronavirus. Uh, so one of them is an absolute powerhouse of a classic. I mean, you're talking one of them that just stands the test of time. Everyone knows Ariel and the Little Mermaid. It's my wife's name, Ariel. And Moana was such a, a fantastic story. I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my hat here and go Moana. I know that's gonna sound crazy, but let me tell you something right now. I okay. There, maybe I can't go Moana here because you know what? There's some just really fantastic songs that come out of Little Mermaid. A, a, but they both have the soundtrack. They both have such a good soundtrack. You're right. I mean, <laughs> fuck, man, this is tough. This is tough. I'm gonna this have is to the give it matchup of the bracket. I'm gonna give it to Moana, and for one reason only, it's the scene where the chicken Hey Hey finds out that he's in the middle of the ocean, and, and he, he does that. <laughs> And like looking around and then scream. So I'm going to give it to Moana because I look at the characters that are in there and Hey Hey is much better than Flounder. Flounder is forgettable. And for me, Hey Hey is just not. So for me, it's Moana, but it's close. And Maui's good too. It's close though. It's very close, but I'm going to give it to Moana. Such a close matchup. I mean, okay. Yeah. I can't believe I got to do it. I got to do it. Yeah. What am I going to do? So now I got, uh, I got Incredibles versus Inside Out, and and I think this is a decent matchup. Pretty good. The Incredibles was very good. Inside Out was uh, the first time I watched it. I didn't really uh, like it as much as the second time. Yeah. But it's pretty cool to see the different uh, with the way they uh, the way they brought the different um, emotions of a person to character was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I but, really did. Um, man, I I think I got to give it to the Incredibles here, even though yeah. Inside Out was very well done. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to The Incredibles. Yeah, Incredibles was just so much, I, I mean, for me, much better than Inside Out. Inside Out was fantastic, and the emotions and everything like that. Great characters, but The Incredibles and even the sequels after that uh, are just really fantastic. And, uh, I mean, just really, really good stuff. Next thing we have here on the list, on the left side bracket, we have Tangled vs. Hercules. Um... Hercules is one of those movies that kind of people forget about uh, because Tangled is more modern. But for me, I'm going to go with Hercules here because I just think it's much better in terms of, um, again, the world transformation, being transformed back into ancient Greece. I think that's really, really neat. And that's why I'm going to give the nod to Hercules there over Tangled. Tangled was good. I enjoyed it. But for me, it's Hercules. Okay. 
Uh, in my next matchup, I have uh, Up as the three seed against Toy Story 2 uh, as the six seed. And Toy Story 2 was good. I actually think it was the worst of the three original ones. Yeah. But uh, th- this is going to be the first time that I have a Toy Story movie getting knocked off in the bracket. I don't blame you. Because <clears throat> Up, it, it was a, such a good story. Up was life-changing for a lot of people. It really was. And, yeah. and it, you know, everybody fell in love with, with the little old man as the character. Oh, with, come with on. His, uh, balloons. How could you not? How could you not fall in love with the characters there? Really so that's going to be my first uh, <clears throat> Toy Story knockoff in, in this bracket. I'm going to give this matchup to Up. Our first upset for Vin here. On my side of the bracket, we have Beauty and the Beast versus, <clears throat> excuse me, Beauty and the Beast versus the Emperor's New Groove. Do we have to talk about this Ooh. matchup? We don't. We don't. Because <laughs> there's clearly a winner here, and it is Beauty and the Beast, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> Uh, though the Emperor's New Groove was pretty good, uh, definitely uh, a different direction that Disney was going in there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that's that's how we have it here. So on my left side of the bracket, I have the Lion King, Mulan, Ala- the Lion King versus Mulan, Aladdin versus Big Hero Six, Zootopia versus Moana, Hercules versus Beauty and the Beast. And who do you have over on your side, Ben? Okay, so now on the last matchup, it's uh, the two seed Finding Nemo. This is a very interesting matchup. They matched up both. Uh, stories with each other yeah. the two seed finding nemo against the seven finding dory uh, now and, you and already how did we not love dory i know earlier in these matchups you you were faced with something similar with monsters inc versus monsters university same characters yes. different different time period for them now in, <clears throat> in the first matchup i gave it to the original movie and in this matchup i'm gonna have to give it to the original movie again yeah i think you're right because like I said, you know, the original movie is where we fall in love with these characters. It's true. And when, when Nemo first gets lost and and the whole story of Marlin trying to find him, and that first scene where he first meets Dory, yeah, it's it's such a comical struggle that I'm going to have to give it to the Finding Nemo. I'm going to give that. So on my side of the oh, bracket, shit. I have, in the first matchup, it's going to be Toy Story 1 versus Toy Story 3, <laughs> Monsters, Inc. versus A Bug's Life. Cars versus Incredibles and Up versus Finding Nemo. I think you're going to have the harder time on your side of the bracket. I, I really think so. do. So we're going to move on here, and I'm going to start it off with Lion King versus Mulan. Uh, we got a clear winner here in the Lion King. I mean, honestly, Mulan is very good. It's a solid film, but what could we, I mean, let's be honest here. Lion King is a is a newer classic uh, that cannot be denied. On to you, Vin. Okay, so, uh, man, Toy Story one versus Toy Story three. So now this is a, this is another scenario where we first uh, get to get introduced to all the characters, the Woody, and when Buzz shows up and Andy, and then Toy Story three is when Andy goes to college and he gives these toys away. Yeah. So, uh, in this matchup, I'm gonna, oof, I'm gonna have to go with Toy Story the original. Wow. I'm gonna knock off Toy Story three. You know, I think that's a it's a good move by your part. I mean, when you're introduced to these characters for the first time, introduced to the world, there's something more special about it. When the sequels come about, you don't have to be... There's nothing more really to explore there. It's just you're in this world already, you know this world, and now we're going to tell you just another story in it. So that, that level of discovery is gone. Uh, for me, exactly. here we got the next one here. We got Big Hero 6 versus Aladdin, and... <clears throat> This is not an easy one because Big Zero Hit uh, Six is a pretty good film, 
But we're going to, let's be real here. Aladdin just is the better movie. I mean, it is one of those, like, again, one of those newer classics. Uh, something it's that ageless. you got an ageless wonder there. And especially with uh, Robin Williams as the genie, that's what's going to be carrying Aladdin, I think, through this bracket. So we're going to see where it goes from there. But on to you, Vin. We got what? Monsters Inc. versus Bugs Life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for me, this isn't even a competition. This is probably the easier one in the second matchup. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to give it to Monsters, Inc. Yeah, He's going to just smash a bug's life. Clearly. Sma- those monsters are smashing the bugs because Monsters, <laughs> Inc., one of the one of the finer films uh, in the, in the it, it really was. It was, it was great when, when with uh, Boo and Mike. Mike Wazowski is another one of those characters oh, that God. may be able to carry Monsters, Inc., through a bracket. Mike Wazowski is the George Costanza of Disney. Come on. You got to <laughs> love it. He is. All right. For me here, I got Zootopia versus Moana. This one's this one's actually pretty tough because both movies are really good. I mean, uh, they're fantastic. But for me, Moana's the first Disney movie I've went to watch twice in a long time. Zootopia, really? but Zootopia too. I've seen this more, more times than once. I've seen them multiple times. So what do I do? How do I decide? I think for me, Moana is a more polished movie. I think the soundtrack is better, um, and I think that it looks better. And being that the soundtrack is just more memorable in my head, I'm going to give the nod to Moana because you have to realize with Disney movies, the songs and dances and stuff are usually a pretty big part of it. So for me, Moana takes down Zootopia. That may be an upset to some people out there. I'm sorry. It's just the way it's got to be. On to you, Vin. (laughs) This is hard. Okay, this so is now, you, this you, your next your matchup here is this one's this one's really hard. This yeah. one's really hard. Cars versus Incredibles. Okay. Wow. So now we all fell can, in love. Can it be a tie? Is it allowed characters. to be a tie? Can can we can they no we they can't both move on. I'm gonna have to make the tough decision here. Okay, so the Incredibles characters are something that we've really never seen before in the Disney world, and it's 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 fun to see and. Uh, Cars is another movie, like we said, it transformed the world. Uh, but the characters in Cars, I think, are, are being relatable and the comedy of somebody like Mater, and the way the movie was done overall. With uh, you know, one of one of my favorite scenes is when they're all at the racetrack, and you see all the all the, all the people in the crowd are cars. So I think that was really well done. So I'm going to give it in a very close matchup. I'm going to have Cars knock off Incredibles. You know, I think you're right there, Vin, because when you look at this matchup in particular, the Disney people and the animators there, they made the Cars people. Like, they were the humans. And, like, you know, you're relating to inanimate objects, okay, as you're watching this. And, you know, and, like, that, I think it was... You're trying to lose that. And I think... You're trying to lose that inanimate object uh, view of it, and you see them as as people people. and characters. And correct me if I'm wrong, Paul Newman was in this film. I believe so. I believe Paul Newman was in this film. I mean, he... He was huge with racing and, and race cars and stuff, and I think he was in a bunch of race car movies. So, that's it for that one. Now we have Hercules versus Beauty and the Beast... I got to go Beauty and the Beast here because it's just the the better story, in my opinion. Um, you know, something also that stood the test of time. Again, we're going to go to the songs. Be our guest. Come on. It's just in your head right oh. now. You've got Gaston. How are you going to say that this one isn't uh, better? I mean, yes, you got Hades and and, and, and stuff and, and the Hercules stuff like that, uh, uh, you know, with the, with the Greek gods and everything like that, but... Beauty and the Beast, hands down, I think wins here, and and uh, and it's just going to move on in my bracket. On to you, Vin. 
Okay, so now I got uh, Up versus Finding Nemo. And I think this is where uh, the feel-goodness of a movie is going to come around and win this, this matchup. And, you know, I think as people, we, we love to get a sense of adventure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give this matchup to Finding Nemo. Because the struggle okay. that a father went through to get his son and the son to get back to his father. And and I think uh, once that happened, I think all all the things in the adventure, the comedy, uh, I'm going to give it to Finding Nemo in, in another close matchup over Up. I think that's a really good, really good explanation. Really well, well played out. So now here we're down to the uh, what is this here? The uh, the final four? No, no, no. This is the. No, this is the Elite Eight. This is We got the Elite Eight here, and uh, we're going to go right down the line here. Vin, why don't you go first, because I think uh, I think that we should okay. switch it up a little bit here. Okay, so now in my first matchup of the Elite Eight, I got the original Toy Story against Monsters, Inc. Oh, man. This is a very tough one. Not easy. <sighs> so just a little character comparison. You know, I love Mike Wazowski, but who doesn't love Woody? You know, and, yeah, and I, I love know. Boo, but, you know, we kind of feel like we maybe grew up with Andy. So, oh, man, and if, and this is this might be the closest matchup for me of the whole bracket, but I'm going to go with Toy Story, man. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you that's, know, You've Got a Friend in Me yeah. is another great, a great song. So I'm going to give it to the original Toy Story over Monsters, Inc. I think that's a good I think that's a good uh, good decision there. Um Hard to make, but again, Toy Story standing the test of time and being a juggernaut in its own right. This is not going to be easy here. I got Lion King versus Aladdin. I mean, oh my God. this is probably, this This is like the championship matchup of this brackets and how things are panning out right now. I got to really take a second here. Um, Lion King obviously has been remade, but so is Aladdin. Uh, Lion King was made into a Broadway show. So has Aladdin. Lion King. Live action. Li- live action. Lion King has uh, some of the best, some of the best storytelling that you see in Disney. And so does Aladdin. This is really hard. But I think the, the, the oh man. Vin, help me out here. <laughs> what, it, what You got to give is, me, just give me. Is that a wrong answer? Just uh, I don't know. Just give me your quick input, and then I'm going to make a decision. Okay. Okay, so Lion King, real quick. Uh, it's amazing to see. So now now we're, we're trying to bring this into real life, so into perspective. It's great to see when Simba gets basically banished, uh, and then he comes back and he rises to the top again out of nowhere. Uh, and then in Aladdin, we see how a street rat becomes, you know, he gets to the top. So that's another triumphant story, but it's a whole uh, new man. world versus <laughs> can you feel the love tonight? Hakuna Matata Hakuna versus Matata. Prince oh. Ali. What do you do here? How do what, you make the decision? Genie song. You never uh, had a friend like me. You never oh, had man. a friend like me. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh. This uh, is really hard. This, this is, is really You're hard. You're going to have to make a very tough decision here. Jesus fuck! Now, I I now, don't oh, now, I don't know what to do. Earlier, does the genie have the the chutzpah to carry it past the Lion King? Yeah, but that's just one character. We're talking about a, oh my god! I I I don't know what to do here, man. I'm really okay, you got so so now life. in this matchup, you even have the genie versus Timon and Pumbaa. This sucks. This fucking sucks. 
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, uh, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do here. Gut feeling. <clears throat> let, let, me, let me ask you this. If uh, you had to watch just one yeah. right now, which one would you watch? I would pick, a, pick I, one. I would pick Aladdin because I think it's okay. I think it's funnier. I think it's I think okay. it's funnier, but I do think that Lion King is more critically acclaimed. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> fuck. All right, look, I think that if I'm going to make a right decision here, I have to just, I got to really think this through. Um, oh, God. I think they're equal. I think they're equal in terms of the power that they yield, right? I, I, I But it's just, how do you pick one to defeat the other? Is it even possible? <laughs> but you have, to, you have to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with Aladdin. I'm okay. gonna, I'm going to go with Aladdin. I, I got to go with Aladdin. I can't blame you. Because <laughs> it's my personal favorite. I mean, like, for me, Aladdin is really, really good. I, I, I don't think there is a wrong answer here. I do think it's tough, but I'm going Aladdin. That's my final answer. You know, I'm pretty sure people are going to go fucking nuts when they hear that, but they would go <laughs> fucking nuts if I said Lion King anyway. So, <laughs> recipes, Robin Williams. Moving on to you, Vin. Mike, I got to okay. just talk. Oh, are you sweating? <laughs> it could be the high fever from the coronavirus kicking in, but nonetheless, continue. Let's go. Okay, so now in my second matchup of the Elite Eight, I have Cars versus Finding Nemo. You know, this is this is not as tough as Lion King and Aladdin, but for me it is tough because of all the things we've mentioned already with Cars, bringing the cars to life and relating with characters and the comedy. And now it's like, you know, you break down the uh, the characters in each one and you have Marlin and Lightning McQueen, which I give the edge to Lightning McQueen. But then you have yeah, yeah. Uh, Dory and Mater. And I think Dory was just hysterical. I think Ellen played that part to, to the T when it comes to comedy. And, uh, you know, it's it, this is very tough. But um, This is a hard one. This is a hard one. And anyone who thinks this is easy could go fuck themselves. Because you need to write these all out and talk them out and realize that this is really fucking hard. Yeah, because when you start to break it down by characters... It's very tough because how do you give the matchup to Dory or uh, or Mater? And I don't think there's a wrong answer there. I don't uh, think so either. But but but, but again, with with Dory, like you got that forgetfulness that you know that's so cute and awesome. I don't know. I... Um, it's your you decision. It's your decision. Right right off, right off the top of my head, I had I had to give it. I'm gonna give it to. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Cars. All right. Wow! Cars. Wow! Cars is going to edge out Finding Nemo and move on to the final four. I didn't see. What was the deciding factor there? What made you say that this but, is this is it? Because the the whole the whole Lightning McQueen aspect of it and 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 when it ties into like the Mater with the whole Rusties. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. There, there was a, a the guy I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember which real racer it was, but they had his car in the movie, like and Gordon. it was like a big deal. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, I don't want to say Dale Earnhardt, but whatever it was, but it's really cool. And then when he, you know, when he discovers the king, so I'm going to have to give it to cars, but, but it's another very close matchup. So for me here, now that we're moving on, um, we're going to go with Moana versus Beauty and the Beast. Um, to get to the final four here, 
Uh, I got to go with the new. This is a lot easier for me from the Lion King and Aladdin thing. I got to go with the new blood. I, like I said, I, I don't feel myself saying I need to go and watch the Beauty and the Beast, even though it is a really good, well-made feature, 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 feature film. Uh, for me, Moana just was just quirky enough, serious enough, fun enough. Uh, and the songs, again, I loved the, the soundtrack of Moana so really much. I, I mean, like, I find myself just out of nowhere, just going, like, in my head, like, you're welcome, like, stupid shit, <laughs> like, like that. Uh, so for me, Moana edges it out. And uh, now we're into our final four. And we're going to cut the music for the final four because we need, we need to get serious. Okay. Then you go first. You've got Toy Story versus Cars. Who wins here? Oh, this is, this is. I mean, this is another one of those mashups where when you just start to break down the characters. That's right. And uh, you, but I mean, I fell in. I, I did love <laughs> the Lightning McQueen and Mater, you know, uh, duo. But then who doesn't love Woody and Buzz? Woody and Buzz and the, hands. I think we should. <laughs> I think for the final four, we all come together and talk about it. You cannot. Because, you can, Woody and Buzz, like. Mater and and McQueen, uh, uh, they don't hold a candle to Woody and Buzz. Are you kidding me? It's Woody no, and but, Buzz. But it's Woody and Buzz is like one of those iconic duos. It is uh, one of the iconic duos. You got Abbott and Costello, Laurel and, and Hardy, and, and, and when you, Woody and, when and you Buzz. Look behind the characters, it's it's Tom Hanks and um, Tim Allen. Oh my God! Why did his name T- just Tim, slip my Tim mind? Allen? Tim Allen. Tim right? Allen. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. It's like. Mr. Tool but, Time, come on! And, and even you know what, I, I'm I'm giving it I'm giving it to Toy Story. You have to because when you look at the other, when you look at the other uh, characters in it, you got Potato Head, you got Ham, you got Rex. Mr. Potato like, Head is Don Rickles for Christ's sakes. It was it was it's great. great. It's great. And, yeah, and Rex. He was, like, yeah. he was like just enough of a sarcastic asshole that Disney like kind of pushed. You got Arlie but, Ermy doing the army guy. Like, come on. It's it's star studded yeah, cast. The, the characters in Toy Story. The, so I'm gonna give it. You know what? Toy Story is gonna win, and it's gonna mostly be because of the supporting cast. Uh, it, it's it the the story of Toy Story is just also great, and yeah. you know, as as a kid, it kind of got you thinking. Like, is is this? Can this happen? Can this be real? Aladdin, <laughs> Aladdin versus Moana. Vin, give me your input, and then I'm going to take it away. Got it. Oof. All right. So now, like you said, with the genie, the genie has carried Aladdin this far, and I think this is the first time that it's faced a- another character that could stand up to him, like a Maui. Yeah. And I think I think Dwayne Johnson really brought that character out, and he played it to such a level that, like you said, you know, you start singing your welcome with him, and yeah, and, and the matchup of genie. Versus Maui is a real, real good one. Yeah, it's, and it's, Aladdin it's a good versus one. Moana. It's very tough. Not easy. Not easy. I do think that uh, everything you said there has merit. But again, I said that the genie would carry people through. Would carry this movie through because just of how good of a performance that was. You, you just it's and they also had computer animation in that film early on. I'm going Aladdin here. Moana is fantastic. I'm so glad that they made it this far. I'm going Aladdin, which means that for the finale, okay, we have... I'm not even going to play music. Fuck that. We're going to do Aladdin versus Toy Story. Um, Vin, go ahead. Let me hear what you got to say. Okay. So now, like we said in the last matchup, and, and Robin Williams played that character 
to to such a level that we all will never forget the genie, and he's one of the iconic Disney characters. Um, but now Robin Williams is, is clashing with with a beast of Tom Hanks, uh, and Tim Allen, and it, with the duo that we mentioned in the last round. So, and the supporting characters of Toy Story that that we had mentioned already, it's. Yes. You know, the genie seems to be a little outnumbered here, and I don't know if he's going to have the power to knock off so many iconic characters with the Woody and Buzz and, and Rex and Potato Head. It's very, very tough. I hear what you're saying, and I, and I think that, that, uh, that I agree to a certain extent, but I have a different twist. Okay. I think you need Tom Hanks, you need Tim Allen, you need those other characters to try to topple the genie. I think the genie character in Aladdin and the story is fantastic as well, but the character of the genie was Robin Williams himself. They gave him, they wrote him into this role at like perfectly. If you looked at his stand up and how he was when he would do his improv situations on a stand where he would, you would give him a scarf and he would do a 20 minute set with the scarf, all different type of characters. They did that in the movie and the fact that they were able to show up, uh, all of Robin Williams' range in terms of acting and comedic ability all all in in, in without the, throughout the film is why i choose the winner for me maybe for you maybe you agree is Aladdin Aladdin Ooh. edges out Toy Story in my opinion so so in your bracket Aladdin comes out as the 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 champion of the bracket um, so now when I look at it, uh, the, the, like I said, the, the genie was such an amazing character and he, he really has, uh, he, he's become one of the iconic characters, but so has Woody and Buzz. Okay. I, 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 I understand that, now, but they're as a I, I duo. They're as a duo. For me, one of the deciding factors, uh, it, with Aladdin is, you know, the, the soundtrack, you know, yeah. and, and, and the whole the whole way the movie is played from the cave of wonders to the magic lamp to the magic carpet. So it's, it's just, uh, and, um, another, another name that's slipping my mind right now. I don't know why I can't think of it. Uh, the, the bird. Oh, and, uh, Daniel got, uh, Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. He, that was a character that I don't think we mentioned yet. And I think he, he was, he was hysterical as that character. That was some good co- uh, comic so, relief there. Yeah. For me, the deciding deciding factor is going to be, listen, Robin Williams and the soundtrack. I can't yeah. go against it. I think you're right. So Aladdin is going to win. And look at that. You're right. Aladdin's going to win. Congratulations to Aladdin. I, I, and, like, check this out, Vin, and, and, and you're going to agree with me here, I think. The reason that Toy Story is so relevant and so in our minds is there's been four of them. Okay. Yeah. So we're constantly absolutely. we're constantly reminded of Toy Story by one, two, three, four. Okay, and the new characters like Forky and the and the horse and the girl and all that stuff. With the genie and Aladdin, that stayed there in that time period and has stood the test of time all the way till right now in 2020. Right. You well, always you I, will I, I watch Aladdin when it comes on. You will watch it when it comes on, and you you will sing along, and you will enjoy it, and that's why it wins. Now, let me ask you this question. Would you have a more difficult argument if it was Lion King versus Toy Story? Oh, see. Hold on, hold on. I want you to go with your gut. Gun to your head. Gun to your head right now. Lion King or Toy Story? Boom, go. 
I'm gonna have to say Lion King. Okay, you just it's is it that easy? Is it that easy? No, or, no, it's a, no, it's, it's not. Okay, but see? to my head. But if if you really break it down, and now now we really get into where we don't have the one character because we have the Woody and Buzz. But you know, growing up for us, Timon and Timon Pumbaa, and Pumbaa yeah, as you know, doing the Hakuna Matata and and Simba, and you know, it's it's very different storylines because. Uh, when Simba comes back to fight Scar, yeah, and there's like the whole violence kind of, but he takes over the pride again, and yeah, you know, the whole story of uh, Toy Story is kind of like the feel good where they don't want to lose Andy. That's right. So it's it's very different storylines, but I I think I'd have to give it to the Lion King, and another deciding factor would be the soundtrack, and, and I guess I guess uh, Simba. Well, listen, everybody, sports may be canceled, but we did give you some brackets here on the Hot Ham. Went a little over, an hour and 20-minute show. I hope I can upload it. We'll see. Uh, anything you want to say out there to anybody, Vin? No, man, just just you know, keep, keep getting through this time, and we'll get through it together. But Hot Ham will be here for you guys. Shout out to BNN. Wash your hands, everybody. If you have to sneeze, do it into the cup of your arm don't cough on anybody and don't visit anyone who may be elderly check in on them give them a call you can always just facetime everybody take care folks be well